0: All right, hello everybody. Today um, at the Surviving PT School podcast, we're going to talk a little bit about lab testing. Um, This isn't going to be anything specific, not about a specific type of lab test. It's just going to be a general overview about kind of what's entailed. It's going to include a little bit about things and tips that we can help you with in terms of getting to know the knowledge a little bit better, as well as mentality walking into the exams, you know, how you should feel, what they're really made for, and how it's going to really just help you in the long run. Practicals so a little bit about... really
1: scary. what? No, I was just saying. Oh, sorry. Practicals are can be really scary. So this episode is here to help you. Just just try to hone in on to make it a little bit more easier for you to walk into.
0: So a little bit about the overview about what a lab test or a practical is all about. I remember on my first lab practical, I was like totally unsure of what the heck I was going to walk into. So here's just generally what's going to happen. You're going to end up, usually end up having one professor that has some list of skills, some sort of rubric that they have, they usually give it to you. They can ask you anything and you must have the equipment that you will need. So this includes like a GONI, a tape measure, it could include um, you know, therapeutic exercise activity stuff. It just really depends on what your lab practical is about especially uh, like assistive devices, make sure that you have those on hand as well. Um, But basically what the rubric is going to have, it's gonna include some sort of safety aspect to it. So that is gonna include sanitation. This piece generally tends to be a pass fail piece. (laughs) So make sure that you're always safe with your patients, whether that's a gait belt or just sanitation, make sure you're wiping everything down, foaming up your hands, that's really important. They're gonna also look at how you speak to your patient. So are you talking to them like they are a patient or are you talking to them like they're a PT student? That makes a big difference because they're not gonna know, for example, your patient may not know what abduction is when you tell them to abduct their arm. Um, So just make sure you check what your language is looking like or sounding like. Um, You also are gonna be graded on how you perform the tasks. So are you able to go through the motions of what you need to do in the order that you're supposed to be doing them? They're gonna look at and ask you about what you are looking for while you're testing. For example, with range of motion, was the infield normal? What is the normal infield? What is the typical range of motion in terms of numbers? So those are things that you should know. And again, just really make sure you're foaming in and out when you walk in and out of those doors. <laughs> Allie, is there anything to had?:
1: Just foam in, foam out. We can't reiterate that enough. Do
0: it. Um, also, do it when your patient's actually like when your patient can see you. I know that they mention that a lot at our school is like if you're doing it while your patient can see you, it makes the patient feel more comfortable as well. Mm-hmm. And even like, especially for your practical, like
1: make sure you're foaming in. And if it's like outside of the room, make sure you're exaggerating the fact that you had put hand sanitizer on so your professor sees you doing it. Like, along with your patient, but who's the greater? The professor um We'll move on to the knowledge piece. So, some classes they'll give you 40 things you have to know, like a list of 40 things, maybe 20 things um, that you have to know. And a professor is going to ask you either one or two things. Usually, they make that very clear. A lot of times, um, they'll have a rubric available, and make sure you always look at the rubric. There's nothing worse than you raising your hand in class and you're like, what's going to be on there? Well, look at the rubric, and that's what they're for you to. So I tend to make my um, study guides right off based off the rubric, and then break down each skill that I've learned in the class. So if they don't give you a list of everything you need to know, some professors do. Just know any time you spent on a lab, like a, a skill like that, you had to do a hands-on portion, or they did it in front of you. That'll probably be on the exam. Now, what's really helped me is. I will learn each exam, I'll write it out in my own words, and then I'll get together with a classmate or a couple of classmates. And usually three is pretty good because one of them is going to be like, okay, I want you to do this to me. So then that way you're ready to recall back information very quick. It's the last stage of motor learning. Like you're just recalling it really quick and you're able to take it on to hands-on like a practical, like you're recreating what's going to happen during the test. So you're constantly testing each other. Then you move on to the next, like the next person has to do it and you rotate. And that way, like, and if someone else is doing the hands-on, make sure you're saying it in your head, like, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this. It just helps you all and it gets you more prepared for the practical.
0: Yeah, also another thing to add to that would be that when you have to act that out when you're practicing it with your classmates, acting out is super important because it also helps your classmate with their practical exam, right? If you can appropriately act out what you're supposed to, they can probably like, perform their activity that they're supposed to with much greater ease because they can see like, oh, this is what's happening. And this is what not what's happening. So it makes it easier on both parts if you're able to act out the part just as well as they can perform the actual activity of what you're testing for. Yeah, that's what I do right before an exam.
1: Like, especially if I have two hours a If I have an hour away, if I'm like the first person in the morning, I do it at night, but I'll go in and me and a couple of friends that I figured out that I really work well with, Sam, thank you for that, is we just test each other constantly. Um, another cool thing that um, a couple classmates did that I noticed I didn't do it, which I wish I had, was our professor had us do YouTube videos. This was more for ortho, we called it MSA or musculoskeletal assessment. And it was all those special tests. So what we had to do is we broke it down to lower extremity like um, trunk and then like, so the spinal column and then upper extremity. And you had to do a YouTube video and we created a document that numbered your YouTube links. And then you went into like a Google uh, random number generator and it like, just say it pulled up number 12 and that was the speeds test. Then you have to recall that test. And if you can't recall it, you can look back at the YouTube video you made. And that's like a really good way to be like, okay, it's this, it's testing for this. And so it's random. You're not like going through the motion. Like you have to recall it like you would during a practical. But again, everybody works differently. Some people can just listen to it and look at it and they know what exactly it is once. I have to practice and I have to have it done to me for me to know. Everybody's different and you'll figure out what works for you.
0: And so like another thing that has also been really helpful for me is like using flashcards or whatever method works for you, for example, like writing things out a bunch to just memorize the numbers or specifics that you need to just know flat out. Something that you can just immediately spit back to the professor that saying like, this is the exact range of motion and it's not even a concern in your mind. That will just ease you when you go into this exam as well. When you just know it flat out without having anything that to any time to have to spend to think about it yeah because your
1: professor is going to they're going to question your clinical reasoning too so knowing that skill and like what sam said before knowing what how you know you're testing positive how you know you're not te- like you're testing negative and we're going to go into confidence and all that in the next piece of this but you just have to know all pieces and why that skill is a skill
0: yeah so the last piece here, the kind of mentality aspect of it, we know that you're gonna be nervous, and we're all nervous. Even you can do this practical thing a hundred times and you'll still walk in with a little bit of nervousness because it's a great test, right? Of course, you're gonna be a little bit nervous. You wanna make sure that you're performing well and you wanna do well for your professors and show that you can represent your knowledge. And, you know, I mean, that's always a little bit nerve wracking, but it's okay. It's okay to walk in a little nervous. <laughs>
1: But I think a big thing too that I've learned is I try to mentally prepare myself. I'm going in, I'm like, okay, this is graded, yes, but I'm going in and treating it. This is my patient. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to be a physical therapist, and this is what I do, and this is what I love. So I try to like really prepare myself in that direction after I get nervous. But then I'm like, okay, I'm ready for this. I got this. And I. I'm working with someone I've never seen before, even if it's my lab partner. I'm going in like I've never seen the person and that I'm going to treat them like any other patient.
0: So one way to help you prepare for that right, and get ready and into that mentality is to just do some mindful breathing techniques or something just before or some sort of exercise or posturing that can help you work into the mentality okay, this is my patient, I'm gonna work on this and it's gonna be okay. It's really easy to get into your own head right before the lab test, especially as the minutes get closer to your exam time. But if you just take that step back and take five minutes before your test to go and do that, you will guaranteed feel a lot better walking in.
1: And just know, you do know the information, you know it, you practice it, you've learned it, just, and they, sometimes they'll say something you weren't expecting, but you know the information. Just stop, take a second to breathe, and think about it. You know it. It's okay to take your time in the testing room. The professors understand. You just got to take a breath and be like, all right, okay, this is what I'm going to be doing. And just take that second to process, and you will make it through. It's going to be okay. You're not time like yes you're timed and it should be in a timely manner Not I'm awkward, big awkward pause but it's okay to have a three second pause that's not a bad thing
0: at all exactly because remember the professors have seen this like a hundred of times they have seen many students go through this exact same process and they understand it's your first time performing this specific thing for somebody else so they don't necessarily expect you to be perfect. They just want you to make sure that you understand and that you'll be safe with their patients. The per- and many times, oh, And the
1: professor, like this is a learning opportunity. The professor is gonna explain, um, if you got it wrong, the professor's gonna explain it to you and be like, oh, why don't you try it this way? They don't wanna see you fail, they wanna see you succeed. These are like a representation of what you've learned. So just remember, like they'll teach you some techniques and don't think of it as, oh, I didn't know that they didn't teach it right. It's like, oh, now I'm kind of getting one-on-one like, oh, this is how it was, should have been done. Maybe I didn't spend enough time or I didn't understand it the way I should have.
0: Exactly, because these lab tests were ultimately created to help you. The professors are there to help you. The tests are not meant to be a terrifying experience to draw out all of the things that you don't do or know well. They're there to facilitate learning and provide learning opportunities, and ultimately, that is the goal of the professors and your time in this program, right? So, just think of it that way, and really, you will be way more successful than somebody else who has not taken the steps to do some of these things.
1: Yeah, physical, um, physical therapy is a really hands-on profession. Some people do really bad on written tests, but thrive in like hands-on experience. So, just really take this in. If this is like a If this is a part where you thrive, if this isn't a part that you do, go to someone who really does thrive with this and work with them. Figure out what they do so you can succeed as well.
0: Exactly. And everybody has their own path, sort of their own lane, and takes learning in different ways and at different speeds and at different times. So it's okay if this process takes you multiple attempts, you know, multiple bad practicals before you start to feel any sort of comfort in it. I know I probably had to go through five or 10 ultimately to in order to get to a point where I could at least breathe walking in there without feeling so much discomfort. So it's really okay and know that either some people do have it right away and it's fine and other people it'll take a while and it's really okay either way.
1: And if people step in to help you, that's okay. Like sometimes I knew I sometimes would get a little like defensive like, no, I learned it this way. Like it should be this way. It's like no, someone's stepping in because they kind of see that you could be better. So, taking what other people are saying, and it's okay to challenge what other people are saying, like, oh, I thought it was this way because of this, this, and this. There's often times that I'm wrong. And like, people help me through it, and I learn better that way, and people teach me, and they learn better teaching. So, it's just a. Right. And
0: or the other person could be wrong and they're figuring out things for themselves too. So ultimately the discussion that you have too with your classmates, if you are comfortable enough to work with them, honestly is the best thing that you can end up having in terms of learning opportunities with practicals.
1: Well, if you have right. any other questions about like lab practicals and what to expect, email us at survivingptpodcasts@gmail.com. at gmail.com. We would gladly like to address it. They're just they're not as bad as you think. They're not they're really not.
0: <laughs> All right everybody, have a good day.